The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Sorry, that's the wrong episode. That's the wrong show. That's the wrong show. Uh, hey, everybody! Welcome back to the space between. I am uh, your new host for right now. <laughs> I am Big Chuck from Elite Eight Showdown, and more importantly, I am back. Uh, I am, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. So here's the thing: a fucking frog lady needed a ride, and next thing I know, I'm like stranded on a planet. Uh, I couldn't get off. <laughs> And I'm I'm back. But huge thank you. I mean, I guess to Craiger and Jordan for filling in while I was gone. It was very nice of them. I'm sorry your ratings dropped so bad, though. (laughs) They were actually incredibly insightful and knowledgeable about the source material. And I I really enjoyed both of them being on. Absolutely. Of course, I am joined by the CEO, the uh, Darth janitor (laughs) janitor of the professional casual network, the reptilian overlord himself, Tim. And of course, Dan's here as well. I am Dan's here. Uh, this is very exciting. We are talking about episode seven of season two or chapter 14, 15. Yes. Is it 15? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. Did I watch the wrong one? <laughs> did you watch the wrong one twice? Uh, I hope not. No, I did actually. So I'm going to kind of be leading this one because yeah. I took notes. Uh, and more importantly, does that? um, it was it was either I I told you before we started, you can either let me lead this one or you can let me go on an hour and a half rant about the episode previous um, about how angry I was about Boba Fett. Yeah, Please no. <laughs> and uh, you said, I'll let you lead this instead. Yeah. Yeah. So you saved yourself a lot of headache. I did. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, any other plugs we need to get out of the way. No, really? then let's dive right into it. Oh, what was the episode actually called? I miss actually missed the title. The Believer. Is it The Believer? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so we open with a recap, and I wanted to start with the recap because it, having they're gone, so heavy handed this season with the recaps. Sure. Yeah. Because they're pulling back from from elements that I did not uh, like from season one. I was like, why are they bringing that up? But having watched the episode twice, this was a very important recap Mm -hmm. for one very specific line. Of course, uh, Big Muff himself, Muff Gideon, um, (laughs) says the line, you have something that belongs to me. It means more to me than you will ever know. He says this back oh. in season one when he's kind of first introduced and he says this to Mandalorian. Like at the standoff at the bar? Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very important line that we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. 
Um, for sure. But we do that. We get the opening credit scene, which just right off the bat. So they do like the Marvel like thing, but it's all Star Wars. Yeah. They're all helmeted characters and C-3PO's in the, or R2-D2's in there twice. It's oh. all Imperial people, except for Boba F- or Mando or a uh, Mandalorian's the last thing. C-3PO's in there. Yeah. Um, like a bunch of different versions of Stormtroopers. And for some reason, R2-D2's in there twice. Are you sure huh. it's not R2-D2 and then BB-8? Because they do look pretty similar at a glance. Maybe, like, but it goes style. it goes so fast and they're it both just, blue. So I, I just <laughs> thought that was really weird. Yeah. Um, but hey, I don't know why you wouldn't put Jar Jar. Uh, but we have the opening, we have the opening <laughs> scene. We open to the scrapyard, mm-hmm. um, which is the, I guess like the the you are an asshole uh on, in prison, so you are locked down. And we introduce mm-hmm. we're introduced. We need these scraps of metal made yep. into Smaller scraps of metal. Yep, exactly. We're not going to do anything with them. Nope. Just make them smaller. Yep. Uh, and we pan down and we see uh, Bill Burr's character there, uh, Mayfield. Yeah. I literally could not figure out what his name was until the very, even though they recapped it, the Mando's looking for him, mm-hmm. which real quick, uh, the new sheriff, uh, I don't remember her actual name. Marshall. The new Marshall. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Uh, I have just very recently learned that the aesthetic of a thick uh, buff girl, and if she's green, all the better, <laughs> does something for me sexually in a way I was very I unaware. I very legitimately would love to have seen her as She-Hulk. Yeah. Now they went a very different route, but I think she yeah. would have, she could have been. She could have very easily been She-Hulk. She's a little short, because She-Hulk is is tall um, in comparison, but I think it would have really worked, man. Yeah. I think mm. I really kind of yeah. wish they had cast her for it. Um, but yeah, that aesthetically, she is just, I don't know, something about her. Just fantastic. Bravo. Um, we get a, a Republican droid, uh, prison droid show up. It's like, hey, we need you. I, I've been like this. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is this is the introduction. We get kind of classic Bill Burr here being a smarmy asshole. This, so we got Bill Burr, like yeah. Bill Burr throughout this entire episode, That's which right. I really like. Yeah. I like, mean, even to the point of he takes the helmet off, like we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to yeah. it. But um, like, why is he not playing a character? Right. He's, Star Wars. he's kind of playing himself. And it's still, it's still what we saw from the prison break episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but which I did not realize he actually got framed. He did not actually kill the Republic officer. It was, it was the, the Twilight it was the, yeah. Cause he even says like wild twack or whatever he said, yells. Um, and he got framed for it essentially. At least that, that was my takeaway at this point. I really should have gone back and rewatched that episode after watching. Uh, well, in, in the recap, more. they, they play it was that he was standing there and then the, the, the tentacle lady shot her, shot mm-hmm. him. And he, she walks by and he's like, eh, you know, wild, whatever. He said why for, yeah, some Twilight. some kind of slangy sound. I yeah, forget so. how we pronounce it because people pronounce that race differently. Right. Um, but the you know the new marshal shows up. He's like, I need you, and he's like, well, I don't care. <laughs> like, what's in it for me? And she's like, Well, you're gonna get a better view, pretty much. Uh, yeah. You're coming with me. And he's like, I'm not coming with you. And then the robot uh, threatens to stab him with an electro prod. He's like, okay, cool. I'm, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so they start walking, and. Uh, he immediately jumps in terror because he sees a Mandalorian standing there. And of course, fucking Boba Fett is walking down from the, uh, by the way, you guys got it wrong. It's the slave two. the slave one was the ship that his father flew. Boba Fett flies the slave two. Oh, uh, it's a, oh. 
yeah, I, I took notes about everything you guys got wrong gotcha. uh, while I was gone. Also, shout out to Sasha Banks. She is Snoop Dogg's cousin. Oh, she was the Mandalore, uh, which real quick, because I, I it was a point that I really wanted to make. And I was really bummed that I couldn't get it. She got the WWE superstar in a show treatment. They hype the crap out of the fact that she's in it. She's in it for about five minutes. She has one line. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got Scorpion Kinged. Like flat out. Yeah. She got Scorpion King. The rock was the biggest draw of the Scorpion King. When that movie came out, yeah. he was in it for about 30 and seconds. It wasn't him. It was some CGI bull crap. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, in it. He's in, in the beginning where he, right. where he gets up and he says like one line in, in Egyptian and that's it. Oh, and he <laughs> yeah. has that scene yeah. where that scorpion comes out of the sand and he eats it or yep. whatever. Yeah. Pretty much. Him, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so classic, uh, same with like, uh, uh, I think it's in Sean Hobbs, Roman Reigns, who is uh, a cousin to the rock. He gets a role. He's in it. He does like his wrestling moves to people and that's it. So, yeah. so classic treatment. Anyway, I loved that scene though, where Boba Fett comes out first and, yeah. and Bill Burr jumps. He's like, Oh, Oh, I oh. thought you were somebody else. Oh, you look just like this other guy. <laughs> Such a good Which, line. Uh, they re so apparently they found paint while while yeah. they were flying around because Boba like Fett's armor's all cleaned up. He's yeah. a dapper yeah. Mandalorian now. But the hell the. It doesn't make any sense. The dent in his fucking helmet, which what put that there if literally everything else bounces off Vesker armor or Besker Wesker uh, armor. Like if it's Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. If it's all bouncing off of it, what put that dent there? Something impressive. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. But for whatever reason, that paint is still scraped off so we could see the detail of that stupid fucking dent in the helmet. Yeah. I hate Boba Fett so much now. Um, but Bill Burr is like, oh, I thought you were somebody else. And then Mando walks out like, like a fucking just like sup and they have like this awkward kind of communication I, yeah, with each I other the inter- oh you just tell to kill me all right well, yeah all right all right cool it's like just it's, do it it's over and he's like no nah, we need you and he's like okay no like he's he's kind of hesitant to it but he yeah he does it anyway he gets on the mm-hmm. ship uh and they explain that uh they need his imperial code they need the coordinates to moff gideon he they believe that he can do it um and while they're talking on the ship and we see how the fucking mechanics of the slave fucking work where the, the cockpit stays center and the whole fucking gyrosphere. Turn. I fucking hate that ship. Anyway, um, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were like, yeah, it actually was fucking cool. And we got, we got a lot of good shots of just the most gorgeous woman in the world. Um, just watching the world, how my world spins when I see her. I mean, um, that one is pretty good looking. That's true. She's I just want her to crush me with her thighs, her, her Republican thighs. You know what I mean? No, she's going to be the star of the Rangers of the Republic, right? That's my guess. Yes. I believe that it's going to be her story. Pretty much anyone in the season gets a spinoff. Yep. Seems like it. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. For the, from the huge drops. Two guys from episode two. (laughs) Right. Right. I'd be okay with that. But they talk about the fact that they need Bill Burr to get the, to get them the coordinates, but he can't get them uh, without an Imperial council. And just miraculously, he's like, I think there's one on Morak. There's probably one there. And another beautiful trope of this show is Mando goes, nah, been there. There's no, there's nothing there. Nothing there. There's nothing there. And as per usual, it's a secret hidden mining facility uh, of the Imperial, uh, you know, station. And he's like, how did I miss that? (laughs) Because it's one on the whole planet. Yeah, uh, pretty much. It's in. Yeah. The, it's. It is kind of like it's. It's not a secret Jedi fax temple machine that you just. Oh, it's right there. Right. 
Although Boba Fett does like a total asshole later, actually point out how very visible it was. Um, but right now, we, as per usual, this show is only 38 minutes long yeah, and yeah. we are moving. Mm-hmm. We're moving actually a lot faster. I thought there was going to be more of an argument here and, and this and everything else. They do argue about it. Yeah. Um, but he's just like, look, there's like they have to scan somebody's face to to be able to access this They They know who I am. They definitely know who you know you all are. There's no way we're going to be able to do it. But reluctantly, they're Bill Burr is just like, fine. Like, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. I'm a dead man either way. So I might as I yeah. that was kind of the impression that that we do. So they land uh, on the planet. on Morak. They're scoping it out. They realize that there's these transport vehicles going to and from. Um, and they think that they can get in that way because otherwise it's actually pretty guarded. Mm, they yeah. know that they can't just walk in. They're going to have to do it stealthily. It's not a skeleton crew of 30 guys. Right. It's a it's it is a it is a functional working facility mm-hmm. it's probably can't. one of the bigger outposts that still exist at Seems this point like it, that we've seen right i just can't believe they got to this i i fully expected our predictions last time was that the entire episode was going to be getting mayfield out of prison yeah to get on right. the team and then he, they'd use him in the finale like the fact that that was over in three minutes i was like what and what else is gonna happen this yeah, episode and something we should have realized honestly because right. anytime that there's something it's like oh they just went and did it Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, it was like Endgame where they killed Thanos in the first 10 minutes. And I'm like, what's the right. rest of the movie going to be about? Right. <laughs> Just right. like, what's right. going to happen? Um, but they land. They're checking it out. They're scoping it out. They argue about how they're going to get in. Uh, pretty much that like, look, they're going to to access the council. You have to have a face recognition. Um, you two are 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 being hunted or wanted by the Imperial by the ISB. Yeah. Right. The ISB specifically. So they, uh, biologically scan the DNA of anyone in there. So they would know. Right. But was uh, the best line around. here? So yeah. Might recognize my face. Yeah. Yeah. Which was just like, Oh fuck. I just hated it so much. So great. I hate it. Oh, I hate both. That's so much in this. Um, but he's like, somebody might recognize my face. Like, yeah, fucking old man. Sure. <laughs> Take off your helmet. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. Like, shut Except the fuck that, up. You know, there's what hundreds of thousands of clones of uh, his lineage. Is there any more? But is there any more? So Most of them got murked. It doesn't matter if they're still around. There's still his DNA signature that's going to be uh, in right. every database forever. I, uh, okay, fine. Whatever. And he worked for the Empire a whole bunch. They probably scanned him at some point. Yeah, uh, probably. But obviously, the marshal's not going to go in. Because she's a, right. a Republikov. And uh, is it Fennec? Yes. Fennec, yeah. Yeah. She's being hunted by the uh, by them. So obviously she can't go in. And Bill Burr's like, well, I guess I'm going in alone. And that's too risky. You can't. You can't yeah. let the guy, your hostage, go in right. alone. And even, right. And even, even Marshall, the Marshall even says, oh, I can't remember her actual name. Um, she's like, yeah. And the second he gets in there, he's going to rat gonna us out. Yeah. And he's going to be the hero to everybody. No way. So Mando's like, "We're go- I'll go in. Fine. And uh, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm going to go in. Not even like a fine. He's like, I'm going to go in. But they're not going to see my, my face. face. I'm going to steal Cyclops's motorcycle. <laughs> and that's how we'll get in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, I mean, honestly, that's pretty much what he what he comes up with. And Bill Burr is like, well, they're going to see you know your face. We he is scanning. He sees this transport vehicle has two troopers in it that are both wearing helmets. Perfect. Which I troopers. Mo, mo, oh. Yes. Tank Mo- troopers. 
very specifically tank troopers more importantly shore trooper armor uh which is from the uh from rogue one yeah uh which i absolutely that is my favorite version of stormtrooper armor because it it just has a nice blend of all the other things yeah um it's more realistic in in its structure like Mm. the fact that the majority of it's actually except for like the chest shoulder pads and a helmet for the most part it's kind of just like brazers and things like that it makes more sense than clunky armor that apparently anyone with a fucking stick can shatter into a million fucking pieces and it makes no goddamn sense uh, the, their armor really is completely useless it makes no sense they might as well just not wear anything well right. there's a line in rebels um when they join up with Rex and he's got a few other clones with him that got the chips out before they did order 66. And he's, he puts on the clone trooper or the stormtrooper armor at one point to pretend to be a stormtrooper. And he's like, this stuff is awful. Like this is way worse than the clone trooper armor. This is useless. He's yeah. Like shooting guys. And he's like, why do they even wear this stuff? It was so great. Um, so they, they hijack the truck they beat up the the guys inside and mm-hmm. wardrobe change, you know, like in like an eighties like an eighties <laughs> hot hot. Uh, Once again, I so montage. I love the realism that Bill Burr brings to this episode. Absolutely, these things. Just like the gloves are still wet. wet. Gross, <laughs> <are> awful. <laughs> like it's because I mean they're on like this like kind of foresty muggy looking, and these guys are in full gear armor it's yeah. got to be hot and gross seriously they're uh, clearly wherever the stuff has come from is hot because as we'll get into there's very specific things they cannot do mm. in this in this because it will blow up um but we get mando changing his changing his gear mm-hmm. Myster- mysteriously gets a uh, military bag out of nowhere to put all of his new art you know pull all of his vesker armor in yeah. um and he hands it off. And one thing that bugs me is like this awkward half-ass written love story. There's nothing that pisses me off more than a great story that gets ruined by a half-ass love story uh, between the Marshall and Mando. This like they're kind of flirty, but he's going to pretend like they're not flirting. And she just wants to really see his face so she can skull fuck it. You know what I mean? Like we're to that point. Oh, so yeah, I didn't pick up on that initially until you said that last bit. So, yeah, no, she at all points. One of her superpowers is knowing how much pressure she would need to exert with her thighs to yeah. crush a skull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And because she hasn't seen his skull yet. Right. You know, and she's I mean? like, I got to be honest, it doesn't look great on you. It'd look better next to my bed. Like, I know what you're trying to do here, girl. I'm right here. You don't need this man. He clearly is emotionally unavailable. <laughs> yeah. You know, I definitely didn't see it as anything romantic. I saw. I, it I feel like, like that's yeah, I didn't either. But here's no. the thing. I feel. But there's been this this kind of like we are doing more like Kara Poon. Am I right? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but we saw this kind of this, like f- this emotional connection at the end of episode one. We saw it again when they came back or not episode in season one at the last episode, we saw it in season one when she, when they came back and they met up again or season two, when they came back and met up again, um, this kind of like this weird like attraction that they have. Yeah. I don't want it to be a love story. I feel like that's where it's going. I, I feel I like they're planting the seeds for it. I hope they are. I, I didn't take it that way. And I hope I took it correctly. Yeah. Because I, I also don't want to see that. Totally platonic. Just like 
cut. Like, we've been through shit together. So and, like, and maybe, maybe I'm just conditioned by Disney yeah. at this point that I know that there's a love story coming. And I just there, don't want that. I don't want that here. It could be. I really hope that the love story is the focus of like the parental thing here with Mando and, and Grogu. And I hope that's it. So very specifically, I do like the way that effectively how the internet head canon has just already existed in the game and they don't bother distinguishing it right when they're convincing mayfield to come and they have his kid right yeah I you know what i mean like, and, like, even he, and yeah. even he knows like that's a big fucking deal to you yeah because of because of your oath he knows about the oath um like this is this is a big this is a big deal he's like okay well that's why think, i'm gonna help i think you. that's the thing it's no longer the oath that right. everyone is referring to grogu as his kid right like this is this is the this is the single dad meme that has been all over the internet actually now being canonized a little bit it's yeah incredibly exciting he's got a legitimate connection to this other yes, being right that he's but caring for and i'll and i'll get to it in my in my kind of closing statements the foundling's foundling right <laughs> well but i'll and i'll get to it in my closing statements of what i think is actually happening at this point um uh yeah so the weird ass half-ass love story um so they're driving they get in they're driving and we have this really good conversation an incredibly yeah, yeah. good scene. a very good scene it is i don't particularly care for bill burr on the comedian side of things yeah. I, I think he's like too shit lordy cynical at times about a lot of stuff i know he's the comedian's comedian that's what he's known as uh more often especially when he got started he was the comedian's yeah. comedian all the comedians loved him because they could relate to his comedy or whatever. He's a guy that regularly rants about the meta of whatever he's involved in. Sure, absolutely. And what I, but when he gets to be serious, when he has like, he wants to be a dickish kind of person, but he has these serious conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really where his acting chops shine. And we see this a lot through this episode. Yeah. But more importantly, he gets to troll M Mando the entire time about showing his face. <laughs> yeah. Cause he even says like right off the bat, he get in, he goes, I can't even see anything with this fucking helmet on. And he takes the helmet off. He goes, see a lot better. You'd see a lot better if you could take the helmet. So the, helmet off. the dialogue here is so important for a lot of reasons. Number one, this is this is classic Bill Burr, yep. where he he's drawing a line between things of like, all right, so what is it? You can't take the helmet off, or you can't show your face. Sure, it's one or the other. But then he gets into that bigger divide of like, there are these things that will let you go past mm -hmm. what you would normally say is correct. So it, what is it? And the line that he says is. The rules seem to change when you get desperate, mm -hmm. which I think is a mm -hmm. very smart line that he says, because, you know, that got under Mando's skin. Yeah. He's like, you, you have this code. You have this. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. Blah, 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 blah. But when shit changes, when you feel like it's necessary, when you're desperate enough, then it's OK. And he's kind of he kind of stirs the pot. Um, and I love the you people line. He's like, I don't understand how you people do it. And I specifically mean Mandal Mandalorians. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so like he just, cause you know, like there was somebody that was going to call him out on, you know, like why did you use that line? So he even jumped to it prior. Also a Bill Burr thing. Right. Unapologetic. No, I'm referring to you specifically. Right. And I wonder how much he got to write his own script. Yeah. I, I was you just know? thinking, I wonder how much of this was added. Cause think, there's a particular line later. That's like, is that in the script or was that a Bill Burr thing? Right. Yeah. Um, but he's trolling him about showing his face the whole time. Uh, and then we hear over the intercoms that a different transport has to watch its speed, um, which is slaying little groundworks here. Um, they were like, yeah, sorry, we hit a few bumps because if they go too fast, the shit overheats and it goes like a boom. Yeah. And it explodes, which is kind of weird. 
you have flying ships. Why are you not just transporting this through the air? Why are you guys going over a rough terrain situation? You know what I mean? Especially when there's a potential pirate attacks coming. Right. That, uh, you know, like I didn't, I didn't totally understand. It's like transporting nitroglycerin in wild, wild west. (laughs) I really appreciate that. I knew you would like that reference. Um, (laughs) Before we move on, uh, I'm not ready to move on from Bill Burr's. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Cause this was so good. Um, I love the the dialogue about the listen. If you're on, well, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, gotcha. we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, no, I have that in the notes. We just haven't gotten there yet. So we're strolling through, and they're like, "Look, you guys, you know, everybody's got to watch their heat." Even Bill Burr takes a note. Was like, "Oh shit, yeah, like we have to watch the heat on this because this will blow up." They stroll through a town, a village, um, and this gave me very vietnam shell shock uh video game vibes of mm-hmm. here's the imperials yep. here's the the foreigners strolling in with their military power they're taking our resources they're destroying the things that we have built our 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 civilization our industry whatever they're reaping the benefits of it and they're just leaving us here essentially to, to die you know uh, um we are going to be cannon fodder for them Probably because if we don't get swept up by the machine and put into the meat grinder to go fight their wars, um, we're going to be left for dead. Yeah. Um, and very importantly, Bill Burr has a really great conversation with Mando at this point. Yeah. Where he says one of my favorite lines, he goes, we're all the same to them. Republic, Imperial, we're all the same. They don't they don't care. We're enemies to them no matter what. And just mm-hmm. invaders in there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And we There's see always a ruler and always people being ruled. Right. It doesn't matter if it's the new Republic or if yep. it's the Imperials, or which even Empire. he says, he's like, even the new Republic is scrambling to, to stay together. They kind of came in, they overthrew a established power that is not. And now they, they, they can't control it. They're just, they're trying, they are glue. They're super gluing as fast as they can, but pieces are still falling off. Very reminiscent of, um, Benicio Del Toro's character in the more recent trilogy. Yeah. He was kind of made out to be a scumbag, but he's like, listen, if it's the Empire, the New Republic, they're the same people. They're buying weapons. They're trying to control people. It's the same stuff. Right. Was that DJ? I think his name was. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I'm going to profit one way or the other. Just don't join. Don't be a joiner. Right. And this and this great this one of my favorite lines, he goes, if you were born on Mando, you believe one th- or Mandor, you believe one thing. If you believe if you were born on Alderaan, you believe another thing. And the point is, they're both not here anymore. Yeah. Which is like a really great line that kind of kind of circles back and also ties everything back in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we've seen these. Like I mean, we know that. Um, Alderaan doesn't exist anymore because mm-hmm. it blew up. Yeah. You know, uh, we we've been getting all these stories of being told that you know Mandor existed and now it doesn't anymore, and these are the last remnants of the Mandalorians that we're seeing and stuff like that. Um, so Mandalore not, is no longer a planet. It's been blown. We up. know something called the Purge happened, but we still don't really know exactly what that was. Okay, which right. I'm assuming is going to be revealed as the series goes on. Um, to so that's exclusive to this. So far, at least. Yeah. This is right. Pretty, new. pretty much. I think they're really trying to expand it. I think yes. we're going to I think future seasons, we're going to really dive into that. I wouldn't I even so. be surprised if a season is a flashback right. to how it yeah. happens and brings us up. Or you get current. a movie or, or, sure. yeah. Yeah. Like or a special like potentially going to Mandalore to like find out the truth of what happened or something. Or maybe the Jedi that he's looking for for Grogu will be there or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
And that's when he brings up, he's like, um, that your rules, you know, your rules seem to change um, when you get desperate. That's when they have this conversation. Uh, and then kind of the, the thing that ends this conversation is he says, um, if you make it through your day and you can still sleep, you're doing better than most. Mm. Because him and Mando have this conversation of like, Mando doesn't really necessarily think he's doing a good job. That he's he's kind of not better off. And even Bill Burr's like, you're better off than most. If you can still wake up every day and not be uh, yeah. feel like shit for the things you've done, then you're doing better than most people here, which at the time I didn't even realize he was talking about himself. Right. Which we will see later on why. Um, but you know, all these lovey dovey sentimental moments, um, you know, we got, we got to, we got to break it up with some action naturally. So all Still of a Star sudden supply attacks, uh, these pirates mm-hmm. attack supply trucks. And I like that they're referred to as pirates. Because mm-hmm. they're showing up, and when he says pirates, you think, "Oh, well, whatever it is that they're transporting, they want to take it for themselves, right? They're going to loot the the rewards and things like that." Mando jumps out, he gets a blaster, starts blasting them off. Bill Burr screams at him, like Mayfield screams at him, "No, Yo, you're going to fire a blaster around!" I wrote down Redonian. Uh, a Redonian, yes, um, Star Wars. <laughs> What do you? T- <laughs> um, and he starts like blasting them off. He's like, "I'll, I'll take care of this." You know, and he blasts and takes care of one of them, takes care of it. Mm-hmm. Two more replace it. Here comes two more. And he's like, well, fuck. OK. Um, and then he gets we got some really good uh, like fight scenes out of this. Yeah. Amazingly choreographed. One thing I loved, I love about this series is really good choreography that is not dancey. Mm. Like, I mean, Jedi laser fights are he is over not a flourish fighter, right? No, they're, they're not, they're not dancey flip all over the place. Cause we're using the force and blah, blah, blah. And the same thing. My only complaint is that the, the strikes where he gets weapons from people are literally or take this weapon. Yeah. And then he, thank you. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, um, I'll, I'll outside of that. Um, I did really like these fight scenes that he was clear. He wasn't prepared to not be in his armor where he would take shots, yep. take hits that normally, he wouldn't care about, but it like totally breaks apart off of his arm. And he's just kind of like, he, he's got, um, even though you don't see Pedro Pascal's face ever, he he's, he's very, a good actor that you can, he shows yeah. that he's surprised like, Oh crap. I forgot. I'm wearing shitty stormtrooper armor. Yeah. Right. Just, just fell apart on my arm. <laughs> One of the points that I made in the discord that you brought up, um, in a previous episode, um, is, he does such a good job of something that masked wrestlers wish they could do. Yeah. You cannot express pain or uncomfortability or, or anything when you wear a mask because your facial expressions can't be seen mm. majority, especially him specifically, his entire face is covered. He has such good body language of explaining of his, like the scene where he's when, um, Ahsoka is trying to get Mando to help. Yeah. with Grogu and you can tell he's really uncomfortable. He doesn't want this connection. He doesn't think he's a good parent there. Mm. So he just does such a good job. A lot of luchador wrestlers could learn a lot from watching this mm-hmm. of just how to, how to express actually wrestlers in general could, could learn a lot from the body language here. Um, well, and no, very specifically, especially when he gets hit those first time, it, even though his face is covered, yeah, you can tell he is surprised that yeah. that hurt. He forgot he's that he's wearing, wearing shitty armor. Imperial Shore Trooper I, armor. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to block it with my arm. Oh, crap. Now my arm almost broke. Yeah. 
I don't have Vesker anymore. I mean, good thing it wasn't Boba Fett swinging on a fucking Tusken Raider blade, because otherwise I would have ripped him in half and <laughs> broken him down to his original elements and sent him back into nature. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's really important here, too, that while they say that these are pirates, they are trying to blow up their Rodidium or whatever. Right. And this um, is this is what's really important. They're not pirates. They're people who they're want. Fighters. Yeah, they want yeah. their fucking mm. land back. They want these guys out of here. They know if they can cut off the supplies of whatever it is the reason that they are here, mm-hmm. they, maybe they can get rid of them. You can't go charge in the bunker, but you can blow everything else up. Yeah. You can you can cut the supplies off, and then the beast can't live anymore, right? Um, so he, they, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. I love that this turns into uh, like one of the worst escort missions ever in a video game, which is your S, you have to just keep something from blowing up so it has to slow down because Bill Burr is like, <laughs> shit, like this is starting to overheat. We're yeah. hitting a lot of bumps. Um, at, he's running, he's trying, I don't know if he was trying to run over the people that Mando was throwing off. When, when he, he ran over that one dude, yeah, there was certainly yeah. like a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. there was a part of me that thought maybe that was the case. Um, but yeah, I love that, I love this fight scene. Uh, it was amazingly choreographed and more importantly, like a Smash Mouth song, they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming because <laughs> he will take care of one of them and three more would fucking show up. There are a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, like the worst... Uh, quick time events in any video game yeah. ever. The annoying transition scene yep. you have to do wave after wave after wave yep. of. Mm-hmm. And they just I mean just they're they're coming and they're coming and they're coming and they're coming um, and Bill Burr's like I have to slow down. This is going to explode. We're, we're, we're hitting the heat uh, things. So he hits it. Mando's like what the fuck are you doing? Like you were going to get killed. Mando kind of knows it's coming. He's like, well, shit, you know, uh, like that, that so moment he's standing on the top of it and he's his, his blaster ran out of ammo, apparently. Yeah. That yeah. Happen. What the hell? Well, I mean, it is an Imperial blaster. It's like, so. what? But I just love he's standing there on the top and they're almost to the place. And he's just like resigned to the fact that he has his hands up like a boxer. Like, all right, I'm going to go down swinging. Yeah. With these, you know, four or five more transports of dudes. And, yeah. and more importantly, they're coming to a bridge, a riggedy old creepy bridge that they are almost sure that he has to slow down to enter. Mm -hmm. So he's going to, it's going to overheat. They slow down. Uh, But I think the only time they've ever been happy, he even says, but it's the only time we've been happy to see stormtroopers. The cavalry arrives. Yeah. To, uh, Tie fighters come in, and start blasting all of these like skiffs off uh, and yeah. destroying them with their eighteen thermal detonators that yeah. they're all yeah. The buttons um, and, and, and yeah, that, that was, was cool my shot. other thing. It was yeah. they like they held it, and a little before I think it's like they actually plant one. Yeah, and, and it just it. takes forever to explode. That Mando gets there in enough time. Yeah, to, yeah, to like little, throw it because he's on like he's he's laid down. There's a guy on top of him beating the crap out of him, and another dude off the side. Right, he gets the guy off, throws him off, gets up, kicks the other guy off, then gets over to the thermal detonator and throws it. And I do like that they had to explode mid throw. Right. So like to try to illustrate that, you know, it was yeah. going to go any second. Um, it could have been a little bit closer. It could have been like sure. right as it left his hand. And I feel it would have been a lot awesomer. Right. Blowing him back a little bit. You and know, it made, made you know, it makes the it makes the transport swerve all over the place, yeah. which was making it starting to overheat again. Mm. Um, but they make it safe and sound. And more importantly, 
this is the only time in recorded history that stormtroopers have ever hit that their marks that much. They marked every single one of these <laughs> uh, these freedom fighter pirates. Every single one on the bridge. We get a ton of stormtroopers. We get a ton of uh, like beat up, dirty. Uh, which I always love when the when stormtroopers start having like dirty beat yeah. up armor. Yeah, because they've just they're covered in dirt all the time, and it it really shows the 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 degradingness of the empire right so i think this is actually super important mm-hmm. um stormtroopers are in fact incredibly effective sure against oppressed peoples <laughs> and indigenous peoples no very legitimately you're, you're not wrong they're occupying true. force and when yeah. you look at even our our own army you're, it's your 20 somethings. Yeah. It's your bros mm-hmm. that are going over there. It's a bunch of chads. Yeah. They don't really know what they're doing. They just Absolutely. know that they're bigger and stronger than that other guy. And yeah. there's enough of them that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you have someone that actually knows what's going on against them. Yeah. They're, they're absolute shit. Yep. But that, that's the intent of an occupying force like that is it's a bunch of meatheads, heads mm-hmm. and that's really what the troopers are in pretty much every situation. Yeah. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. Um, they pull into a hero's welcome because come to find out they are the only supply to make it, which Little is they know they were getting on something so dangerous. Right. Which <laughs> right. like mo- really important. Um, if that is not the most corporate thing ever is just like, look, we sent out 20 of them. One of them made it. So we're fucking good. You know what I mean? Like we just needed one of them to get here for the officer. Talk later. Like it wasn't even special. It's, it, I mean, right. that's that's imperial plans. Right. You know what I mean? We just need one of them and we'll be able to do all this stuff. Yep. It doesn't matter. We don't care how many staff die. Right. Yeah, exactly. As long as one chance. of them gets here. And even in the communications when they're saying, you know, these ones are blowing up, maintain speed. Just keep going. Yep. Like. Just keep doing your job. Yep. Doesn't just, matter. Just, ignore those people. Just ignore send it. your friends dying and burning to death. Yep. Just keep going. Just send it. You just, you got to get there. And if, if somebody shows up, better do something about it. Yeah. Um, uh, so they immediately, again, this episode's moving very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, Mayfield and, and Mando are just like, yeah, we, Look, well, they have to fit a full hour long episode in 38 in, in minutes. 38 so. minutes. You're absolutely right. Less than because that's including the intro and yeah. recap and the right. credits. <laughs> so like all the others in like 32, 33. Yeah. Of actual it was a little bit longer content. of a recap, too. So, um, you know, you got to show one minute. You got to show uh, R2-D2's face twice. It's really important <laughs> right. in the opening credit. So <laughs> probably um, is BB-8, but just so people don't, I don't get mad. I don't think it is. Um, so. He walks in, they walk in, he thinks that uh, this council that they need to get is in the mess hall. Officer's mess hall. Officer's mess hall. He sees it there, which I did not realize. I guess it didn't click with me that it's the officer's mess hall. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he is an officer, or at least at least he has the credentials of knowing what to say yeah. to, to when he walks in. Um, but he walks in and he's like, shit. He makes eye contact with an individual who kind of weirdly makes eye contact with him. Yeah. And instead of just ignoring it and walking away, uh, he turns around and runs out, uh, you know, international sign of I've just fucked up. Uh, he yep. turns around and runs away. Uh, we can't do it. I can't go in there. Sorry. Right. Yeah, I can't, we gotta go. I can't go in there because he sees uh, Valen Hess. I'm glad you looked up his name because I definitely didn't remember that. Well, I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was two words. If his first name was Valen, last name Hess until later. I wasn't sure if it was just Valen Hess. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Officer Valen Hess. Uh, but he's Officer Valen Hess, um, who is his old commanding officer from the time that he was with the Republic in um, 
which we'll find out is the 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 burning comp. Yeah. Uh, or comp, not comp. That's totally different. Uh, the burning comp, um, which is which we'll get to later. He's like, I don't think he knows who I am because I wasn't anybody's uh, terribly important in this situation. Um, but I'm not going in there just in case he does. Cause mm-hmm. I'm a wanted man at this point. Like we're, I'm screwed. Right. Um, there's no way I can get to the terminal. Mando's like, well, I'll go. He's like, it's got to skin your face. You moron. Like you can't, you can't yeah. do it. He's like, oh, I'll do it. I'll go in there. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And like an awkward kid about to try to go ask out the hottest girl at the dance, he walks in there. He like looks around. He salutes one of the officers, and then he lets us scan his mask, knowing that it won't work. <laughs> right. No, it'll be fine. Oh, I don't I need to do take that. this off. I don't need to he's, take this off. Yeah, it's, it's okay. He's, sit, he's standing there, and it scans. It's like does not re- you know recognize. Which hold up, and maybe this is just the most corporate militaristic uh, idea or something that they're so disconnected of, of security measures. Mm-hmm. You can't have your face scanned because it will recognize you as a Republican, like a Republic new Republic person, right? Or a wanted by the Imperial. But if you are just a no Joe, whatever you can walk in and have your face scanned and it's going to be like, Oh yeah, you work for us. Clearly like, you're not in, you're not in our documentation as an Imperial person. I, I don't know if they did this because they're trying to show how disorganized paper wise, like paper tracking wise and things like that, because the Imperial, the Imperium was so big. So I think that's what it is. It's OK, a, yeah, this part didn't make any sense. It's a middle out. You know what I mean? Right. So it is easier to use a pre-existing database to flag individuals that should not have access mm-hmm. than to deny people with access when they already also have a key as well. Okay. So if you're talking about I keeping so, a yeah, registry of all times of making sure which trooper or tank trooper died or it didn't die or what system they're from and what accesses you should have versus just using literally like America's most wanted database to make sure those people don't have access. Okay. I, I get, I get it from that standpoint. Yeah. I will also say this, uh, the job that I uh, used to work for, I used to do finger scan to clock in and out instead of punching in a number because people could just give you your number. You could have them go punch you in and mm-hmm. you could be late and nobody would know you had to use a finger scan. Hmm. If I used my pointer finger, it would scan, it would clock me in. If I used my ring finger, it would literally clock somebody else in. Wow. That's um, very accurate. Yeah. So I thought maybe they were just reading my diary or something. And they were like, how can we use this? Yeah. Because they already saw all of my hatred for Boba Fett when they read my diary in the last episode. So it makes, it totally makes sense. Um, so this thing, it scans his fucking helmet. Cause he's a, like, do you really, he's an idiot. Yeah. Do you think this I isn't going to work? He was like, I'm just going to try it. Yeah. Maybe I won't. But he's acting so fucking awkward. Mm -hmm. And again, you can tell how uncomfortable he is, how nervous he is without having to show his face. I think because he knows he's going to have to, but he just doesn't want to because it's just been ingrained in him like practically his whole life that he's just like in denial. And it's just like, I'm just going to try this. Maybe it'll work. And then it doesn't. And he's just like, and Valen Hess is watching him. Yeah. Uncomfortably the whole time. Because he's being awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's an alarm about to sound or a system. Right. It's about to shut right. off. Or and obvi- so he knows he's like, obviously, this guy does not know what the fuck he's doing. He's also in the officer's mess. Right. And he's not late. Nothing on him is labeled that he's an officer. So why are you in here? Right. You know what I mean? Um, 
So he removes his helmet. We get the uh, the obligatory eye roll once a season face reveal. Right. Yeah. Um, We got it in season one with IG 88 finally revealing his. You know, we get to see him for the first time, which I hated 11. But yeah. Oh, whatever is it? They're all 88. So I don't give a shit. But we and then we get it here too, the full face reveal. And now people know what he looks like. Yeah. You know, uh, very, very specifically. Um, it scans his face and it and it, it gets him through. He gets the information. Yeah. So there was a part of me that wondered, like, maybe he was Imperial at some point. So, yeah, I, you know I what had I mean? some thoughts of like, oh, well, maybe the planet that, you know, whatever happened and he became a foundling on, maybe he has related right. to somebody. Or, or, you know, or maybe it's something weird like uh, he was processed and put in the system as like a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like something like that. I think what Tim was saying before makes more sense is just that his face didn't flag anything. Sure. It was right. like, okay, you're not in the database as you can't do this. So I guess you can. Because right. that was their whole argument before. I mean, think of that like, um, like uh, traffic light scanners or like gas station cameras. Or sure. things. It's looking specifically for the people that should not be there versus scanning everyone and making sure they should be there. Right. Right. Which now that you've said that, it makes a lot more sense because yeah. um, I had a very long tirade about how stupid that was. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Valen Hess gets up. He's like, hey, they're trooper. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you in here? What's, what's your designation? Yeah. What's your designation? And he's like, transport. <laughs> he's uh, like, uh, I drive. I drive trucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which if like that isn't the most like on on brand for this for for mando just like yeah i I do this i've also killed a bunch of your men but don't 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 worry about that um and he's like you can tell he's getting really nervous he doesn't know what to say um hess is getting more and more uh grilling about it right this is why they brought me yeah as someone that has tried to pretend to be other people in situations similar to this before hey no matter what you say in your head or plan for yourself yeah the context of the questions in which you are being asked to find out if you should be there or not all are always going to throw you off. Yeah, absolutely. He just says tank trooper. He's like, no, your number. number. And he's like, right. uh, right. Uh, just come up with a number. Why is that so hard? Ex- oh, and because he probably knows that there's like some letters in front of it or like a specific number of them. And sure. he, he even says, just, what's your TK number? Right. Right. Uh, is a TK number four digits? Is it nine? Yeah. Is I mean, six. Well, I mean, doesn't Mayfield give two different length? Doesn't he say his was three numbers? What he gave um, when he comes in and gets him out of it? Doesn't right. he say that Mando's is four numbers? Because or am I not remembering? Off, well, he also says it's his officer, his commanding right. officer. So, a commanding officer might have another number that designates that. Mm. Um, and so, I fair. And so Bill Burr walks in, saves him. Mayfield walks in, saves him, kind of reads it off. And comes up with a great line. Yeah. The fact that he's shell shocked and he doesn't really know what's going on, but you know, he's, he can still do the job. So, and he can't hear. Yeah. Put a, put a (laughs) bandaid on it and send him back out there. You know, like it was just very real to what I would assume they're doing. Yeah. You know, the the fact that they're running out of, they're running out of people. They kind of been overthrown. Right. And stuff like that, that it's pretty much just like, ah, you, you, you know, we can give you an extra leg. Just go back out there, you know? Um, and then they're trying to leave and Valen Hess is like, no, why don't you have a drink with me? You guys, you guys are the heroes. You're the heroes today. He says it nonchalantly like today. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, hey, you guys are the two scabs that got all the way through. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Like today, <laughs> you made um, it. Which I, 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 I put a comment here, but uh, I'll, I'll edit it more PG. Anyone else really weirded out by the real creepy vibes Hess has given off here? Oh, he's super, super creepy, creepy. right? Vibes. I, I put like kind of rapey vibes almost. Yeah. Like he want, like he's gonna spike their drink and then take advantage of them later. Yep. Like that was yeah, the feeling was I got. It was super weird, but it played so well to the character. Yes, this grimy, and we even see that in his in his model in his dialogue later. Yeah. Of just how much of a shitlord he is. Yeah, I like that a lot. That he they played up that kind of creepiness to really like kind of hammer home like he's a bad dude. Like maybe not everybody in the empire is awful. Uh, some people are doing it just because they need a job, or they got. You find out later that some a lot of stormtroopers are just conscripted. They're just like tithed from their planet. They're taken mm-hmm. as kids mm-hmm. and then just like indoctrinated. But like this dude is like whole. You know, oh yeah, Kool Aid kind right. of thing. Like he is. He not only drank it, he's mixing more. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's making the Kool-Aid and distributing it, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We cut away real quick to uh, Fennec and uh, Marshall. Uh, Cara Dune. Cara Dune. um, And just my only note is uh, the girls get a done scene. Um where yeah. they're they're standing and they're scoping out uh, the troopers like I'll take care I'll take care of these you worry about them I'll take care of the turrets because um, they're they're up on the cliff yeah. they have the sniper guns and they're just checking because obviously why wouldn't we want a b- obligatory uh, Boba Fett says the day scene coming up at some point they're going to have to get out they got uh, they're going to do some cowboy shit and jump onto the ship yeah. um, that was the plan mm. and they need to take out just a pretty much just snipe the anti-aircraft right. stuff. Yep. Right. To uh, to be able to get Boba Fett in there. I didn't take this as a girls get it done thing. I just thought I, this was a... I, I just assume because, again, I'm so conditioned yeah. by uh, by Disney. And then we watched the... Uh, we you know we covered the boys. Yeah. Where they were really honing in this idea of like, yeah, corporate wants us to do the girls get it done initiative. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of thing. So like that's what this felt like. To me, I guess much more my more shitty cynical side was just like, yeah, okay, let's get the obligatory girls chatting it up with guns, you know, because they're going to get it done. That that was the impression that I got. So I felt that this scene would have played the same with any amount or quantities of different genders in it. And I think that's the ideal. Right. Absolutely. But I, I mean. They're also the only other two characters that went on this mission, right? Because Boba right. Fett's fucking off in his ship, yeah. and these two are just like, yeah, okay. So I get it, but I, also there was just a part of me that was like, I really like they're gonna get it done. That's the whole point. I just thought it was weird. Um, but we cut back to uh, Mayfield Amanda talking to Hess, uh, and they bring up the burning comp recap. Yeah, um, and this. This is the scene that made me actually really like Bill Burr. Yeah. Mm, this entire yeah. thing. Um, that looked so head. they, they re they recap what had happened and we kind of get two sides of the story right here. Um, we really find out a lot about Bill Burr's and Mayfield's character. We find out a lot of like why he is the way he is, mm-hmm. why he feels the way he does. Mm. Um, and then we get Hess's side, you know, the, the corporate side, the, the, the pro side of, yeah, man, yeah, you know, we were all heroes that day. We went in and we fucking, we all had some tough calls to make. Yeah, it's, you know, some guys died, but hey, you made it back, so who cares? You know, if the, and Bill Burr's like, yeah, but what about their families? But what it's about for the greater good? Yeah, it was like five thousand troopers, five to ten thousand, five to ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah. They lost that day, and he was kind of and um, the the officers just kind of like, yeah, but you know, we made it. Yeah, we made it. It was just like, so who cares? Um, and 
very, very real at this moment. And I'm watching Bill Burr's like reaction. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are in the military who struggle with PTSD, who told me that like, I related a lot to Bill Burr's character at this point. Cause we did see officers who felt the way that Hess felt. Yeah. And we saw officers who felt the way Bill Burr felt mm. where they went in and we had, you know, we had a job to do and we had to do it. And there were casualties and I lost a lot of really good friends because of poor decisions that we had to make on the battlefield. I mean, a city's worth of people, right? Very, like. very real. So I, I like that this gets touched on. It makes it kind of real and relatable. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm glad it's Bill Burr who got to deliver this, this mm-hmm. kind of monologue between he did really, really. This, yeah. This, I'm really glad they fleshed this role out because it, it really is perfect for yeah. Bill Burr, a disenfranchised Imperial officer who realizes that no matter what side you join up with, it's the same machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Very, absolutely. Very legitimately ideal. Um, There's a tiny moment. I loved, I don't know if I caught it the first time I watched it, but I watched it again yesterday with Danny and there's a time where the guy, the officer's talking and Mayfield just looks with his eyes to, uh, to Din and Din just the tiniest shake of his head. Like, no. Yeah. Cause he knows what's yeah. coming mm-hmm. and he's like, just like, don't do it. Don't do it. But it's like the, it's so subtle. It's really good. The important thing about the event that they were talking about, right. Um, when uh, Sidious fell, yeah. and died. He had a contingency plan that, and has kind of alludes to it here a little bit, yep. um, where the plan was if the empire were to ever fall, mm-hmm. it burns everything to the ground right. to make sure number one, whoever takes them down is responsible for moons exploding and ruining ecosystems and economic things all across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. It was always the intent that when the empire falls, it's going to be everybody's problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the emperor had made all of these kind of side contingency plans so that yep. if he ever fell, it's going to burn both the empire to the ground and everything near it. But yep. And because they indoctrinated themselves into the galaxy as a whole, it was going to have massive repercussions. Right. Um, and, and, and what I love about this is there's, there's some little, I think foreshadowing of things of seeds being planted that Hess brings up one, the Republic, the new Republic is a mess. They like, this is where we actually get a confirmation. You know, I mean, one side of the confirmation, but like we kind of are under the impression that they're starting out. They're a startup company, right? And they're just trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to do it yeah. uh, and make it. Unfortunately, they're very real to real life. They're a startup company that's trying to do it during a pandemic where all these regulations are making it about a thousand times harder for them to be able to do just their job. Right. right? And survive. So he, he very much points out that like, yeah, no, they're a mess. And it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when they fall mm-hmm. again and we take over. Um, and he says, people get it wrong. People think they want freedom. They don't want freedom. They want order. And that line really mm-hmm. clicked with me mm-hmm. because more often than not, a lot of times when militaries move into areas to take over, they're bringing law and order, right? They're kicking out whatever tyrannical government was there and they're going to come in. They're going to give them the promises of freedom and order and this and everything else. And more often than not, it does not work. Well, because they set up that order and yep. then they take off and then they just leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 100% like leaving vacuums. Yep. This line's also really important because it's starting to show that we're probably going to finally learn how does the, the ruined empire become the first order over Absolutely. time. Yep. And just using that word there was just kind of like a, a spark. 
So when when Hess is talking about being able to use the rodidium or the road whatever it's called, right. um, to be able to create massive destruction to make people mm-hmm. want order, I very legitimately was thinking like, holy shit, did they really just have the Mandalorian literally deliver one of the big fuel sources that's going to create the Star Killer base or something like yeah, that? Like right. how wild would that be? Very, yeah. very, very possibly. And more yeah. importantly, Bill Burr realizes. Shit, I'm back into the, I just did the thing that I kind of never wanted to do again. Yeah. I just delivered I just, the I literally just, I just loaded the gun for them to do yeah. what they've already done again. Yeah. Right I lo- I loaded the gun and pulled the pulled the handle back, the mm-hmm. hammer back. All they have to do is pull the trigger now. Um so you know, and and, and Bill's Bill Burr's character Mayfield is just like you can tell how upset he is, how angry he is. They he looks at he looks at Mando, Mando looks at him. And he shoots him. He yeah. shoots Hess directly in the chest. And I love there's no pithy line. There's no quip. No, nope. there's not. He just pulls the gun out and blasts the dude. Just and it's yeah. It, and the body language is so perfect. Like yep. he's leaning back in his chair. And it's just like a. All right. Yeah, like, exactly. You, know, you can tell them the exact moment that Mayfield makes up his mind. And it's just this happening. Boom. Yep. <laughs> that and short, short trooper in the corner. They're holding a lunch train. He's just like, oh, no. Yeah. Which I absolutely <laughs> I absolutely love that all the other officers. And this is a very important thing to realize for the for establishing the importance of officers. They don't see battle. No. Probably they mm. had a college degree and they just got put into that position, which very realistically plays into why they see troopers as, as pawns and numbers. And Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for sure. And that like, they have never actually probably seen somebody get blasted with a blaster before, you know, very, very real in front of their face. They don't know what's going on. And, uh, Mando and Mayfield just start murking everybody, yeah. every other officer in there. Um, no problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, just the greatest crack shots uh, in. They could they easily miss kill her twice. I, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, but even then, I mean, their percentage of hit is still their KD well, ratio is still high. Up there. And he was a former, you know, top marksman. So he right, exactly. feel known as a sharpshooter. So it makes yeah, that was sense. his whole he thing. Hits all yep. the time. No robot arm though. I, mean, right. I was really hoping for that robot yeah, arm. Yeah, I, I really missed liked that. It. It's fair. That was super cool. Um, but you know, Bill Burr says, or uh, Mayfield says, uh, "Look, I did what I had to do." I never saw your face, which I thought was kind of weird. Like I realized what they were trying to establish here. Like, look, I fucked up. You fucked up. Uh, let's <laughs> like, let's let's just call it. Let's call it a wash here. Yeah, yeah. That was let's a call the whole line, thing off. Right? Remember? Yeah. So like, yeah. you forgot the catch up on my order. Yeah. I killed this guy. <laughs> But like we're even <laughs> right, literally. And he hands him back the helmet. Uh, they put it on. They start blasting each other, you know, blasting their way out. And I love. I don't know why I love this so much, but like they're like, oh, shit, there's something going on in the mess hall. And they all start running instead of just blasting in there where they're wide open. They start yeah. funneling themselves in. And if you never learned anything from 300, if you have a mass amount of people, you don't funnel them in. So you can just start <laughs> blasting the shit out of yeah, them. Never, never discourage humpbacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think a big thing with that is that they, at that point, maybe they weren't sure who the enemy was. Like, who do yeah. I shoot in there? They all look like they should be there. Kind right. of thing. Absolutely. And from um, a distance, I like, I, who do I shoot? Oh no, I got hit. I'm dead. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, they took out everybody in the room who had seen Mando's face. Then he put the helmet on. Then they all showed up. So very realistically, he's safe now, right? Yeah. Except for the face scan, right. which now he's probably in the database after this whole thing happened. Yeah. Unless they don't have internet access. Right. If out they there. even save the right. scan. Um, so 
he, you know, he says, uh, I did what I had to do. I never saw your face. You know, we, we, we straight, we G, you know, we Gucci homie. Let's go. Um, they, I just love the fact that these windows are just wide open. Like there's no glass. It's just these like shutters. Yeah. They're shutters. Jungle planet. It's super humid. Yeah. So like, you know, Birds are just flying in there all the time. Like yeah. they, I know that they, they have high ceilings. Yeah. Like I, no AC. I realize they are never going to like point that out, but like, I just love the idea. It's like, no, there would be fucking animals all over the place in there. <laughs> um, they are able to apparently just knock that panel clean yeah. out. No problem. They jump on, uh, overwatch happens. The, the whole reason to bring snipers. Yep. Good thing he had two. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much his overwatch. Um, so they start sniping off, uh, the troopers who are, trying to crawl out, which I love. They work their way over to one window. There's a, just a trooper swinging his blaster <laughs> trying to shoot him. Under the window. Just Under the, a great yeah, he just kicks it out. And I just, something about that really tickled me. Um, Fennec takes out the, the, uh, the turrets. Yeah. Um, so fucking Boba Fett can save the goddamn day. Um, the ship comes in, it lands, they jump. No problem. Yep. Cowboy shit right Boy. onto it. Uh, and then fly off. Uh, um, and right before they actually take off, he get, he's like, hey, hand me that gun. Uh, and, Cycler. And Bill Burr. Which used a physical projectile versus yes. a blaster, right? Correct. I believe so, yes. Because a blaster shot might not have done it. Right. Um, and hits one of the transport vehicles and literally blows up the entire. This is like a dam. Yeah. Yeah, it was like kind of like built into like a dam kinda situation. like it. Um, and blows up the whole thing. Blows up their whole factory. I would love the idea that he also now has just destroyed the village below them because that dam was built there to hold back the water from de- destroying villages that were below it. Um, but he looks so a lot of speculation, but I, I don't think it blew up the whole thing, but I know a dam and these are highly volatile things. Yeah. You're probably running a ton of water over these cores all the time to keep yeah. them stable. Um, could make sense. I, 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 I mean, the explosion was humongous. Yeah. So my assumption is that it, it literally destroyed the entire factory. Manga. Um, and he says to, uh, he says to Mando in like a moment of brotherhood, uh, we all have to sleep at night. Yeah. Of, of like, this is why I blew it up. Right. Um, kind of paying back to that. Um, they get in the fucking slave and they're taking off and they're like, Oh no, we got bogeys. Uh, and Boba Fett gets to fucking cash that fucking goddamn Disney check. He's like, Sonic Boom, I got this. Thump. Yo, people were pretty excited to see the depth charge. <laughs> that was super cool. I mean, yeah, yeah it's fucking it awesome. awesome. It's looking. super dope. I just don't want Boba Fett to do it. I just don't want fucking Boba Fett in this series. We don't need him. <laughs> they, I mean, they needed him there. No, they didn't. They could have had literally any other pilot in the world. So what, before they could have had Bosk, man. We could have had Bosk. I'm yeah, just but saying. Bosk can't even talk. That's not true. So <laughs> I thought we were going to get Boba Fett turning around in Turing. You know what I mean? Right. So like, yeah, the using the depth charge was like yeah, it was, was cool. Amazing. It was neat. Super cool sound effect. The lack of sound and then the bomb. Like, right. It just I mean, it's a, 38 minutes. They got to use up the budget somehow. Or they're not going to get as much back. So right. let's use let's use the sonic boom. Um, uh. So the explosion dies, they land. It's kind of like high fives and handshakes all around in the pit crew. Mm-hmm. We did it. Um, I'd like to point out, this is, I think, the first time a plan has actually gone well for them. Yeah. Nobody has done, like, only bad people have died, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, minus yeah. the pirates. Uh, so uh, Marshall is uh, looking at them and, and Mando and are talking to Mayfield. 
Yeah. Uh, and they're like, man, it's a real shame Mayfield a, died in that explosion. Super foreseen, like a yeah. little bit. And the, the fact okay, that he, lock me up, even right. though I just did a whole bunch of really nice things. Well, I actually really like that. Like, if it wasn't Bill Burr, I probably yes. would have been aggravated by it. Head cannon. Uh, he actually didn't care. Right. Uh, he was just trying to make sure he did stuff that they would like, uh-huh. so that they would let him go at the end. <laughs> right. Because I, I honest, I don't like that he shoots the thing at the end and blows up the whole place. Because that goes against everything he was just upset about at that officer for. Like, you just killed everybody there. But, but you I were think just. It, I think that was a. Uh, I think he making realized. Making sure that they could not do. Right. Yeah. I get but I just feel like he's literally doing the thing he was just mad about. Like. Also, I didn't, any I didn't think me. it blew up everything. I thought it just blew up the top. But. I mean, it was a big. It, it was, was a, a huge. Big it was a yeah. giant explosion, and they cut away. So maybe something survived. Anybody yeah. still in that building was toast, though. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I disagree because you're talking about granted some big explosions, but from the top up, just the way propulsion works. Right. You know, I just well, mean like anybody in that top layer, which is oh, there sure. were tons right. of people in there. We saw like he probably just murdered. Yeah. potentially dozens of people but and like it also, they have families maybe or whatever yeah, like that's very but fun. it also plays super well to Bilber's character which is at this moment in time fuck those guys you know what I mean right. you just reminded me that I just gave you the gun to go kill a bunch of people so I'm gonna take the gun back and shoot you with it Bill Burr is the type of person to see a train coming down a track at five yeah. people yeah. and a track over there with one person and he will pull the lever to have it kill the one right it is practical. Yes, he now has killed this person. Sure. But he is preventing these other five deaths. Right. Is so, the way I see it. So, yeah, I can see that. It makes it made sense. Um, and the fact that he's a crack shot also helped. Um, but, yeah, we get this kind of like weirdly forced scene where he's like, all right, well, mission done. I guess take me back to the jail so I can go shovel metal. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we get the we get the marshal and Mandel be like, man. Real shame, prisoner six seven four four two eight, whatever the fuck his name was, uh, you know, died, died in that explosion. huge explosion. And I actually really like this because he's just like, what does that mean? I can go. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it, it's it feels like it feels like one of those like. Uh, the teacher hasn't actually excused the class yet, but he's under the. Yeah. So can we can we go? Because like I'm gonna go. Can I go? And, you know, he finger guns and moonwalks uh, out of there. Away. <laughs> I love how he goes and he turns around. And he's like, oh, they don't have their guns out. They're not going to shoot me. And then he goes and he turns around one more time just to make sure. And then he like takes off. And I love I really love it because he knows like he's not going to get a ride. So he's just I like, I didn't like that. I, yeah, I wanted leave him, him to join the team. Yeah, he's going to be stranded now on this planet with a bunch of occupied people with a base that he just blew up. <laughs> Was he still in Imperial armor? Or did he did he work? No, he change? was back in okay. whatever. Because like range. even then, like now you just left him for dead. Essentially, just stranded him in a yeah, jungle. Why didn't they yeah. take him. I don't. That I just, I just didn't but, understand. But at the that. same time, maybe they were going to give him a ride, and he was just like, "No, nah, nah, I'm good. See you later." And like, just like, all right, I'll let him go. I don't yeah. need to get into any more trouble with you guys. I'm out of here. Bye. I'll, I'll figure <laughs> it out from here. You know? Well, yeah. They they drive the slave one ship back to wherever um, Cara Dune works, so she yep. can report him being dead. Isn't that? Isn't that him right there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told him to stay in the ship. Damn it. Um, and so she's like, did you get the coordinates? And Amanda's like, yep. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got the coordinates. Yeah, I didn't have to show my face. Why? Yeah. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Um, so about we it. then cut to, uh, Moth Gideon being like, Hey, we got a transmission coming in from one of the off, like an officer. Uh, and, 
Mando cuts one of the hottest wrestling promos yeah, he does. in the world, mm. right? Almost Liam Neeson uh, level. Yeah, Liam yeah. Neeson yeah, levels. Seriously. Like, I don't know why, but it just gave me these uh, these old callbacks to like old Southern wrestling when it's like. I always think of this one wrestler, Magnum TA, he used to cut these like really serious promos. He was kind of like not a funny, happy go lucky guy. He was just kind of like a man's man. But mm. when it was a blood feud that he needed to finish with somebody, he would get really serious. He would tell the person interviewing him to walk away and he would look at the camera. And one of my favorite lines ever was he was talking, I think it was, I think it was to Tully Blanchard. Um, and he goes, Tully, you and I, you know, Saturday, we're going to meet up and it's going to be violent. Because it's got to be violent. And he's like, has a bandage on his head already. And he's bleeding through the bandage and stuff. And like, that's, that was the feeling that I got. Like I got those chills again. When Mando is like, you have something of mine. It means more to me than you will ever know. What well, one big distinction here. I love Mando does is he says, he means more to right, me. Right. Which is very important. Yeah. Right. He not. Right. It, I actually write I that. He that. means more to me than, than you will ever know. I love that. Um, and, and, you know, and we kind of get the moth kitty and like, Oh, really bitch? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, fuck. Um, so what are you going to do? Uh, Blown up an Imperial mining facility. <laughs> over yeah, it? Exactly. Um, and oh, I want to, um, oh. so closing thoughts here. This is, this is what I wrote. I like that Bill Burr pointed it out in the car ride scene um, that he's changing that this idea that um, when he's desperate, the rules change. And I was kind of mad about it at first. And I thought this was like his losing his faith or his belief in what he is. I just realized he's taking his oath and code. He needs to get this child. He needs to get Grogu to wherever it is that can make him you know, uh, to help him, right. To get him to a Jedi, to have him trained, to do what he needs to do. Um, and he's just taking it all that more seriously to a level of a parent. Now, see, I took it, I take it a different way. Okay. I think because ever since he's met, uh, Boca Rattan, Boca Rattan, Boca Rattan, Boca Rattan. Oh, it's not the place people go vacation to. <laughs> Rachel um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think the veneer that he may have been indoctrinated into a cult has been slowly wearing off. Mm -hmm. In either the last episode or the episode before, we saw him take his helmet off to eat. Mm -hmm. um, he pulled it up a bit. Yeah, knowing that some of these things aren't as important as he thought it was, that veneer is coming off and, and he's taking off that that cult armor a, a little bit, sure. metaphorically. It's like, it's like he grew up in a small town and now he went to a big university and he's being exposed to all this diversity. So things that he thought he once understood, he doesn't anymore. Right. Um, so I think that that's really, I, I, I agree with that, but I think he's also cause season one Mandalorian would not have taken off his helmet for that scan. Absolutely. In I, no way, shape or form. I, I, I agree so with that. I, I will say there's been, I've seen a lot of stuff online about people really complaining about how he's breaking character and stuff. And I think that this has been a pretty, Linear progression. Oh, I hate that. He's certainly not breaking character. Right. He's developing as a character. Correct. Like this is good writing. Yes. <laughs> right. I think that's. I think that's good. I guess my point is, his oath specifically. He's he's changing his parameters of what he's looking at. Not that he's joining this cult, but that his mission, his oath, the thing that everybody brings up to him that you have this code that you have to follow has become. 
I need to save the child. That has become his code now. Once again, I think it. I think it's the opposite. Okay. I think very specifically because I think he's less. I don't think he cares about the quest anymore. I think he cares about the child. Yes, I agree. Um, well, I think he cares about the child's well-being and being able to get him to where he needs to be. No, he's a single dad, Charlie, and you need to just accept that. He <laughs> loves this baby. It's his kid. People are calling it his kid. It is his child. He's not going to drop it off anywhere. They are a tag team and they will be together forever now. I don't I don't think so, man. Yes. I don't think that's what's going to happen. 100%. They no, they are they are bonded. They are linked. Uh it's I think the I think the series ends with him passing it off to the Jedi of whoever it is that they've reached out nope. to. And nope, can't and then, sorry. Yeah, and I'm then we get and then personally. we get another <laughs> and then we get another spin-off series. Oh. Of Grogu getting trained by the Jedi. So and they you, did just announce like 12 different series. Right. But it, that doesn't sound and like all of them might not be regularly ongoing series. The Mandalorian might be a story to be complete. Right. I don't I don't think it's I think if Breaking Bad has taught us anything, it's sometimes good to end your series a couple seasons you in and end it like Breaking Bad ended it. <sighs> right. Seriously. I mean, like a, that's, that's I, the way to go. I don't out. think it's crazy. I don't like the idea that we have to keep series going because it's a cash cow for us. We can take elements and put that into a new series like they did with breaking bad. Right. Um, I don't think it's a crazy, that crazy of an idea that maybe this is done in four seasons. Oh, definitely. I don't think this is meant to be like a ongoing 10, 10, 20 season thing. In fact, I'm very okay with the ending. Like I want, I I want the finish. I want the end of the story. I haven't read too much about it, but I'm pretty sure that John Favreau and Dave Filoni or like have the whole story of the series mapped out. Cause like they said, they knew Grogu was Grogu from the very beginning before the first episode came out right. and it was just waiting for that. They knew when in the story that that was going to be revealed because there's no way that Mando could find out on his own. They definitely have a beginning, middle end planned. We don't know how long that is. I, I think four is a pretty solid guess for yeah. how long this is going to be. Right. I could see it three or four seasons. We know all these new shows are coming out in 21, 22. Mm-hmm. So Mandalorian will be ending probably around the time a lot of these new shows are starting like Ahsoka and um, not Rogue Squadron. That's the movie. But what's the no, Rogue Squadron uh, is one of the series that's coming out. That's a, a movie by Patty Jenkins that's coming out. Um, but what's the the uh, Rangers of the Republic, Republic or something yeah. like that? Like that, I can see that starting up around the time that Mando ends. Sure, it's going to well, be he like could even be in that. Isn't there like if they're going for a love relationship between him and Cara Dune, or at least a buddy I cop thing? Buddy cop, totally fine with. Yeah, actual see, romantic I interest. Just, no, I th- but I think that's what they're trying to play up here. I, I like I though I think the Caesar they could go either way with it. Yeah. They could just turn it into like a like a sibling love. But I just I know Disney and they would rather have that love story. When you watch when you watch episode nine and it turn like they throw that fucking Kylo Ren and uh Ray kiss in there Ugh. for no goddamn reason. Yeah, it did awful. not make any sense. Also creep me out because I forgot that they are not brother and sister at that point. Oh, she makes them brother and sister though at the end when she takes the name. For yes, it makes Unless it really some fucking weird, weird marriage thing. It's super of writing awkward. his last name on her notebook <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, those were also weird. awful movies. So, yeah. I don't know. I like they were okay. Um Ren was red. Yeah. I liked I really Ray. Liked. I actually liked Ray 
in it. I like, really? I like, well, as per usual, uh, like anything else with star Wars, I loved everything that didn't have to do with the Jedi, mm. everything around <laughs> like that's very realistically walking away. You know, I, I think I said it in the first episode, everything that I love about star Wars has nothing to do with Jedi because I don't find Jedi inherently interesting. I didn't like most of the characters in the new trilogy. I hated Poe. Poe's the worst. Yeah. He's I, just a bad character. That's what He's I liked not him. not fun to watch. He's just... Really? I like Oscar oh, Isaacs just well enough, but Poe is just insufferable. Yeah, I hope I like Oscar Isaac because he's going to be Moon Knight and I need him to Seriously. fucking show up to play there. So Yeah. yeah. I would have loved Keanu Reeves. He's also going to be Solid Snake. Yeah, he's also pretty dope. Which I don't know anything about Metal Gear, but I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad he's getting work. I, I think, well, no, like realistically, not in the sense of like, because he's a shitty actor who isn't getting any work. Um, I like it to see, because I don't know anything other than that he's done other than Poe. He was I'd like Apocalypse, to, which was just a terrible miscast. Oh my God, he was? Yeah. And like, I, I don't even know if he's for a real. Actor. I like, okay. So realistically, yeah, I just watched that. The from, yeah, you, you, I would have no idea. I had that no idea. Point. I was like, there's no way I looked yeah. it up and I was like, Ugh. oh yeah. I, I mean, he played the part as well as he could for what they had. Like yeah. I think I thought it was a just miscast role. Like, yeah, he just didn't fit it at all. Not the apocalypse. I want to see. I legit thought that was shit. the dude who played Ivan news from the power Rangers. I mean, like, it was I thought Ivan that, was just blue, not purple. Yeah, yeah. like, like, yeah. <laughs> very legitimately. Um, pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, probably. Ivan Uzi, yeah, they killed him. Yeah, they, I think they often. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, but I actually just watched, um, like that saga. Yeah, um, sorry. I really, well, no, you know what? I wish I had watched it in a vacuum and did not listen to the person who told me it's a prequel because I was very angry and confused when I watched first class. You you just can't try to make sense of the X-Men movie continuity. It doesn't work. There very much no like their continuity. comics. It makes no goddamn sense it, because it, they have yeah. had so many people. The comics okay. make more sense, but the movies are just so all over the yeah. place. You yeah. just can't try to fit it in. I believe in Joe Gennaro can tweet us or, you know, hate uh, story us or whatever. I believe he was the one who told me that um, X Men is the most retconned series of like Marvel, something like oh, that. Easily with how with how many things that they've done, undone, redone, went back to the original, but then retconned. Excuse it. me, they're not retconned. What you need to realize is there there is a mutant named Forget Me Not, <laughs> and any time that there was something that happened that didn't make sense continuity wise, uh -huh. or was a Deus Ex Machina. It was forget me not. That's so, canon. what are your predictions for the season finale? Uh, it's canon, by the way. Joe Gennaro could back me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> forget me not literally makes up uh, any it's issue the, with storytelling. In so it's it just it's the it. it's the uh, it's the Madam Web of the X Men universe. It just <laughs> shows up and just fucks everything back no, up. He's, he doesn't just show up; he's always there. Oh, okay. His mutant power um, is if you're not looking at him, you forget his entire existence as a whole. <laughs> So Professor X has to set an hourly mental alarm just to remind himself that forget me not exists. And they did this like one this, shot where it's literally forget me not solving all the big like gripes that have always happened that. in X-Men things. It's so good. I root infection. Forget me not. No, it was him. He did it. He saved everyone. House of M. Forget <laughs> me not. He did it. Don't worry about it. I very really, really right feel now. like this is just a Deadpool like satire bullshit thing, but it's probably not. It's not. Is I mean, he, it's is he in the Deadpool universe though? He's in the X Men universe, so by default, yes. Okay. Um, anyway, 
So my my predictions. Uh, the episode is going to be 20 minutes long. It's going to pick up right in the middle of them <laughs> charging. Yeah, it's going to be a 20 minute long episode. It's going to take them running down a corridor of Moff Gideon ship. Uh, it's going to be about 15 minutes of explosives and dope stuff. Uh, there's going to be a sweet monologue from Moff Gideon. And uh, Mando's going to shoot him. And that's going to cut away to a cliffhanger and we don't find out what happens until the uh, episode one of season three. Here's my prediction. <laughs> the next episode picks up literally with Moth, like a replay of Moth Gideon getting that thing mm-hmm. as their ship is breached. Mando sent it as they're attacking. Ooh. That would be awesome. Like I'd not, love that. It's not a warning because initially I was like, why would he give him that much warning? But what I'd like to see is him, you know, relaying that message, mm-hmm. hearing it, and then a shake as something hits the ship. I actually like the idea of him just tapping on the back of his shoulder, like, surprise, bitch, and then like punching <laughs> him in the face. Yeah, I, um, I kind of, I don't want like a scene where they're, like, they're planning it all out. I just want it to happen and us be as surprised as Moff Gideon. Yeah. Because I love that idea of just, boom, they're already there. Like we're we're fucking your shit up right away, and then do they get Grogu back before the end of the season? They get Grogu back before the end of the season. They also get um, the dark saber. Yes, um, and I think we'll get a tease. Of I don't think they're going to the get the dark saber too. I right. think I think Ezra shows up to the fax machine, being like, "What?" Right. I think somebody will come to that temple. Ezra Bridger's a very high, uh, I think, chance yeah. of being that. But I think we'll see who it's going to be, or at least like. If nothing else, like them from behind wearing a Jedi cloak and kind yeah. of stuff. But we might not know exactly who it is. Or we'll see a little like, bit of blue we'll hair. So we know it's Ezra or we'll see a bald head and be like, oh, Mace Windu's alive. Yeah. Which I don't really see happening, but it would be. So we won't get cool. the we won't get the bald head for Mace Windu. We'll get the purple lightsaber as he gets there in yep. the cloak <laughs> shot from the back. Right before the fade to black, the as the purple lightsaber drops. Sure. For no reason. Um, cool. right. I, I also don't think, I think it's going to come down to he either needs to get Grogu or he needs to get the saber. I don't think he's going to get like both. There's no choice for Mando. Like, so it might be some reason why he'd need to get the dark saber. I mean, that's, well, I that's, think, in, that's in Dixie, Dixie cupping plot that would in fact lead into a good season three. He right. gets the dark yeah. saber, but not Grogu. Right. Now he has a connection to both Ahsoka and to the. Mm-hmm. I think very specifically he's Bo-Kuratan. he's not going to get Grogu back. I think I think the lead into season three, um, five minutes in, he'll get it. Um, like episode one, season three, he gets. It's just like, oh, okay. Like punch in the face. Now I've got Grogu because right. they need a reason for you to watch <laughs> season three. Because um, I think the I think the story. Somebody else gets Grogu. Somebody else I saves could see that. Now the Mandalorian. I could see that. I just I wanted to use that. that freaking spear. Oh, you mean... Uh, or staff. Phrasma spear? The what? Phrasma's the Mandalorian. Spear? Shiny armor. Phasma? Phasma. Captain Phasma? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the death god from Pathfinder 2, Phrasma. <laughs> yes. My mistake. But yeah, Phasma. Um, also, both of the actors... Came from Game of Thrones. That is entirely true. Pretty much, it's all there. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I can't wait. I'm yeah, so I am. I am actually genuinely excited. I think they were really smart with how they ended this. They they didn't leave us on a cliffhanger of action. They left us on a cliffhanger of "I'm coming to fuck you up, bro." Nice anticipation. Here's what I don't want: the season finale to not have any confrontation between those two, and to be leaving that for season three. I don't know how that, I feel like that would just no. They can't just ignore it. 
unless they're not going to give us a resolution and give us back Grogu and introduce another Jedi. So if they do not give us back Grogu, it's because there's an episode effectively about, I don't know. Depends on how long the series is. If it's three seasons and they're doing it like a trilogy story, where the big, at the end of the first part, good guys and win. And on a loss. And on the second two. part, you get fucked. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to end well for Mando. I could see at least one of the group dying. I'm sure Charlie hopes is no. You said you don't want Boba Fett to die because then it would take too much it's gotta away. It's got to be Boba Fett. Yeah. Right. Boba Number Fett one, two. or Fennec. Fennec, no, because Fennec will be in uh, one of the other shows. Probably. I don't think that would have as much emotional punch for them to take away Boba Fett again. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett. Self sacrifices. I can't see him doing. Yeah, that. he's gonna he's gonna be waiting there holding the button, and they need to blow the thing before the time blows. And he's like, "Go without me, don't stop." But at the same time, I, I kind of hope they don't have somebody just like just at the end of each season somebody dies because they lost IG Eleven as a self sacrifice. I actually very really very real could see. Them I forgot about that. By the way, the like a situation where they're getting like I don't know if necessarily overran, but maybe like. We think, we think M- Mando's in trouble, right? Boba Fett shows up. He's like, "Here, I'm, I'm here to help you." You know, whatever. And then we see a dark saber go through his chest, because that would be the perfect send off for Boba Fett. Not in the sense of I just want him to fucking die as a human being, but like now he has taken out. They'll the- ambiguously kill him like a Sarlacc pit, so that he could in <laughs> fact come back later. He'll be on a ship that blew up, but. Right at the last second, he got in an escape. Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> but if you want people to hate your villain, you kill the the, the character that darling. everybody loves. And if you're not going to kill the cash cow Grogu, you kill the cash cow Boba Fett, who will, as we've seen uh, from Fennec, can just get like fucking robot parts put in and he's fine. Right. Yeah. So we can right. kill him in this part and then bring him back later and just piss me off more. Um, <laughs> I would love to see some Thrawn. I would love to get a little bit of Thrawn in um, the last episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, like I think if you're Avengers gonna... Thanos reveal kind yeah. of thing, even that would be fine. Yeah. Just a little sneak peek. I would, I could see the, I could see the series finale of them getting, I don't know, maybe getting... No, I don't see them getting Grogu back, but I can see them, like, bringing Grogu and Throng, like, turning around. Things move so too they, fast in this show for them to not get Grogu back. You know what I mean? I don't know, but... I don't think that's the story. I think the story is them, in season three, still having to get Grogu back. I can see a situation where Throng throws up and just takes him. You know what I, I mean? Like, if somebody's going to take him. Yeah. Or he's just not with Gideon anymore because he, they, he put him somewhere else. Right. I, I kind of don't want it to become the search for Grogu as the series though like a couple of episodes fine that i feel like the 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 main theme of this series is that connection between mandalorian and grogu because he's so disconnected from everybody else here's what that's how he grows as a character is through grogu here's what happens that's why he's called that episode eight chapter 16 is called the macaroon (laughs) oh my god they get in there they go to get Grogu, but he's already gone. That little kid from Navarro oh, that God. got his macaroons stolen has already been there first. Blue crumbs litter the cell where Grogu is kept. Thanks for listening. Come join us next week. <laughs> uh, very possible. I thought you had a legitimate prediction Actually, there. I it. But uh, I'm very excited to see how season eight ends. Yeah. Um, and then this show is canceled forever. 
we're done forever because that's what you told me on Elite Eight Showdown. So it's canon now. Uh, and the show's done forever. Uh, he also and, said that I was kicked off the show on Elite uh, Eight. So. Yeah, I mean, but anything that happens on Elite Eight is automatically canon for the rest Much of the Much like the Emperor. Once the Emperor dies, it, you know, it burns everything down. I yeah. kick off Dan and he's, you right. know, put these um, little tendrils everywhere so that yeah. everything my hate yeah. kept me alive yeah. what, what's essentially going to happen is we're going to moral oral the situation we're going to do WandaVision <laughs> but we've already been cancelled yeah. so um, we're going to air the WandaVision stuff but we're going to be really cynical about it because we know that we got cancelled right yeah um, no this this show is just morphing into something else yeah it That's is all. what it is um, and, maybe and, unless, and in seven months from now unless we'll I really want to watch WandaVision <laughs> and then I'll just uh, keep it going yeah and then uh uh, more importantly, uh, in seven months, I'll change the notes on Elite Showdown. So uh, we'll actually get whatever the new thing is much better. Uh, but thank you all for joining us. Yeah. This has been fun. Yeah. Uh, I got to ramble about Star Wars. It was good. And again, I should have prefaced by saying I actually love this episode. This has been my favorite episode of the season. So it was solid. Yeah, I really I really liked it. I think they did everything. The cynic in me adored this episode, number one, because they let Bill Burr do what Bill Burr should do, yep. which is shit on the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in a way that's just like, I don't get it. Well, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it, it was, was really good. It was really some good. truths, though, about the yes. franchise, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, Let's see how wrong our predictions are next week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. When he gets Grogu back in the first three minutes. Right. And, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going to happen the rest of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that idea. Um, but thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Uh, make sure to check out Elite A Showdown this Friday, where yeah. we have special guest Danny. Yeah. Uh, from all sorts of different things on this network. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them being Lost Omens, which premieres next yeah. Monday. Very soon, the 21st. Two new episodes. And then every Monday after that, check that out this Monday. That is a Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder 2 second edition actual play come check out a whole bunch of people from the network on that uh gapapa this thursday yep. um watch uh probably some of the uh most difficult episodes uh, ever it gets real it gets real yeah. it gets Episode real, real 30 and on is just like woof yeah yeah so go ahead and marathon one through 29 and then uh you know then you'll be ready for the next stuff and yeah. more importantly head over to all of your podcasting uh, outlets uh, all of them all of them, Even if you don't use one. them, just head them over there. Mm -hmm. You can look up Lost Omens podcast, find it. The trailer is out. So yeah. Monday when they drop a hot deuce of two episodes on you, um, you're ready to go, man. You can already be subscribed. Yeah. Yeah. You're Bob's also ready to go and you don't have to worry about it. Bing bong. Fact, I'm going to go do that about right these now. characters. Dr. Bong. He's not one of the characters. Oh, uh, he's not. No. Thankfully. Well, in hindsight, that's important. Brendan's kind of like him. Yeah. <laughs> But all right, fam. Thank you so much. And make sure to check out Monday. Oh, yeah, the power phase. Twitch TV. Twitch dot Twitch dot TV slash professional casual network. Why did you go Southern? I don't know. <laughs> trying to destroy your voice even more. Yes. We but play Marvel Crisis Protocol. I think this Monday I'm running with the Asgardians list I got from a, a, a follower, a listener. Yeah. And I don't, I'm playing Tim, right? Maybe. I don't know. What I'm up against. Might be Charlie, might be me. I don't really know. <laughs> Man, figured that out, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, check that out. Thanks, everyone. Bye.